Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslan. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. They actually trusted me to make a turkey this year, and I didn't burn down the house. Nice. I know. Big wins. How about you? I have not been trusted with that yet. I, uh... I, I still have too many Pinterest fails in my past history that they don't trust me with anything important. I did make a delicious apple pie, though. Look at you go. I know. I'm proud of you. I, I, I worked hard. So uh, now that we've talked about Thanksgiving, let's talk about giving. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Um, so we briefly discussed the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, or RESPA, in last week's episode on charitable giving. But this week, we're going to take a way more in-depth look as to what RESPA is, what goes on, what you can do, what you can't do, how to stay out of hot water. It is very complex. Absolutely. And there's a lot of gray area in there. And although gray is my favorite color, not when it comes to keeping people out of trouble. So the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB, is responsible for enforcing RESPA. It has taken some broad enforcement actions, including issuing a $3.5 million civil penalty to mortgage lender prospect mortgage LLC. That's a lot. Right? That's pretty serious. So based on some of these actions, it seems to indicate that the CFPB is taking an active approach to enforcing RESPA's anti-kickback provisions. So because of your role as a settlement service provider, it's really vital that all real estate agents understand the implications of RESPA. So let's go ahead and recap for those of uh, you who might have missed last week's discussion, although you should totally pause and go back and listen to the past episodes. It's still available. It is. and But we're going to go ahead and just do a quick overview. RESPA requires certain disclosures on financial documents at closing for consumers and also prohibits kickbacks or referral fees to settlement service providers. It specifically applies to loans secured with a federally backed mortgage on a one to four family residential property. So bank of mom and dad not going to necessarily be subject to this. Sure. But most loans are federally backed. So Kate, who are settlement service providers? Settlement service providers are actually, it's broadly defined under RESPA. So typically you'd think of services that are provided prior to or at the time of settlement. For example, settlement service providers can include real estate brokers and agents, mortgage bankers and brokers, title companies and title agents, home warranty companies, appraisers, and even home or pest inspectors. But let's also talk about some examples of businesses that would not be included as settlement service providers, and that could be like moving companies, gardeners, or painters. Right, because those aren't necessarily essential to the transaction. They're not contracted for in the transaction. They're kind of secondary too. Yeah, you may want to paint your house when you're putting it on the market, but you don't need to do that in order to actually go through closing. Right, and the home inspector might be included because of contingency, right? Right, Okay. and and especially banks may require certain conditions prior to actually giving you money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that we've discussed the who of RESPA, let's take a deeper look at the what. So we're going to talk about two specific sections of RESPA, and the first one is Section 8A, which states that no person shall give and no person shall accept any fee, kickback, or thing of value pursuant to any agreement or understanding, oral or otherwise, that business incident to part of a real estate settlement service involving a federally related mortgage loan can shall be referred to any person. So that's a lot of words. That is. Basically, 
You can't in any way, verbal, nonverbal, smoke signal, agree or accept anything that's worth value as part of a real estate settlement service, as long as there's a federally backed mortgage involved in it. So for real estate brokers or agents, it prohibits them from receiving something of value for referring business to a settlement service provider. And this section talks about kickbacks and referrals. So what exactly do those terms mean? A kickback or a referral fee or rebate paid to someone to gain that person's business or recommendation for the award of business. So the second section is section 8B, which states no person shall give and no person shall accept any portion, split, or percentage of any change made or received for the rendering of real estate settlement service in connection with a transaction involving a federally related mortgage loan other than for services actually performed. This addresses kind of the splitting or sharing of fees and prohibits fees unless they're for services actually performed. It also means that the person who performs the legitimate service, therefore earning the fee, cannot split or share the fee with the person who provides the referral. So that means that I can't give you money unless you actually go do whatever it is I'm paying you to do. Correct. Okay. So it's a lot of what you can't do. Yep. But what is allowed under RESPA, Laura? Well, so Kate, it certainly seems like RESPA prohibits most marketing or joint ventures among settlement service providers. However, RESPA does allow for certain activities, and I think it's clear that, that not all business referrals harm consumers. So first, RESPA allows for promotional and educational activities. That means that settlement service providers can engage in the normal promotion and educational activities. However, they must not cover the expenses that a real estate broker or agent would need to pay, and the activity cannot be tied to referrals in any way. So I can pay to do advertising, but I can't pay a percentage based on how much business you're referring to me. Gotcha. The other thing it allows for is payments in return for goods provided or services performed. RESPA specifically allows for the payments of fees involved for services actually provided. So, for example, to attorneys for their actual services during the closing process. Right. The payment of actual salaries or compensation for goods or facilities actually furnished. So if they actually have a space that you rent, you can pay. Okay. Yeah. It also allows for payments pursuant to cooperative brokerage and referral arrangements between real estate agents and brokers. So this is really important. It's a really important exception because it is a widespread industry practice for real estate agents. Right. Absolutely. You can always refer to another real estate licensee and not be in violation of RESPA. Mm Mm-hmm. Finally, RESPA allows for affiliated business arrangements provided certain requirements are met. Under RESPA, brokers and agents can own an interest in a settlement service company, so for example, a mortgage company, so long as the agent does three things. And the first thing is discloses the existence of the arrangement to his or her client at the time of the referral. Second, does not require the client to use that specific company. And third, the agent or broker does not receive any payments other than the return on his or her ownership interest for that specific company. So you can't receive, based on the number of referrals you're making, it's I am a one-tenth owner, so that means I get one-tenth of all profits. Absolutely. Okay. And here it's important to remember that the settlement service company must be an actual business with sufficient capital and employees and must perform the core services associated with that industry. It can't really be a, a sham type of business that's set up in order to retain what is actually just referral fees. It's got to be a legitimate business. Right. So 
What happens if you're found to be in violation of RESPA? Well, as, as mentioned in the beginning, there can be some pretty hefty fines. And if you're found to be in violation of RESPA, you can fi- face charges of up to $10,000 per violation or imprisonment for up to one year or both. In addition, you may be held jointly and severally liable for treble damages to the person charged for the settlement service. So that means three times the amount the individual paid for the settlement service. So Kate, if you and I were working together and we somehow violated RESPA and the person that we were working with could prove that it was $1,000 in damage, automatically that would get tripled. So it's $3,000. And the joint and several liability means it doesn't really matter who pays it. Just as long as someone's paying it. Right. I could pay 3000 You could pay 3000 We could split it. Anyway, it doesn't matter so long as the person that we were mean to essentially gets gets made whole again. Right. So, and also in a private action, the court may award attorney's fees. And boy, attorneys are not cheap. No, we aren't. (laughs) So, Kate, let's take it to the legal hotline. Is there a price limit for RESPA? No, there's not. RESPA is a straight prohibition. It deals with things of value. So the term thing of value includes any payment, advance, funds, loans, service, or you know, really any other consideration. So if it's valuable or even nominally valuable, that could definitely be a violation. It can even include discounts, stocks, or gifts and prizes. There's really no threshold limit. So even you know a $5 gift card can be a violation. A $5 gift card might not be as risky, although um, you certainly it would be a violation, but you're definitely going to have more issues the higher value that you're right. pushing. So the clear letter of the law says nothing of value. And we frequently get questions about, well, isn't there a threshold? Isn't Can I do up to $25 or $50? The answer is technically no. The law says nothing of value. And now, as you said, one person giving out a $5 gift card somewhere. Mm, CFPB is not likely to going to make an example out of you, but if you're giving out thousands of $1,000 gift cards, you're probably more likely to get caught. Right. You know, you got to assess your risk. That's what we always say, right? Figure out what you're comfortable doing, but right. don't violate RESPA, please. Right. So for those of you that are rule followers, a nicely written note. That's about all you can do. So Laura, if a home warranty company gives a fee to my broker for services purchased by my client. Is it in compliance with Virginia law to receive that fee by check from my broker's account if it is disclosed to the buyer? Well, so the problem with this is it's a violation of RESPA. This would be a kickback from a settlement service provider and it's expressly prohibited. So it doesn't matter how that payment goes, it's a prohibited payment and therefore you should not accept it. So, Kate, I'm going to host an open house for other agents. A local title company wants to reimburse me for the cost of food, but they don't want to do any marketing at the event. Would this be okay because I'm not promoting that title company? This would actually likely be a violation of RESPA. By offering to pay for the food at the open house, the title company is giving a thing of value in consideration for the referral of business. If, however, the title company attended the open house to make a presentation or otherwise marketed services, Paying for the food may be lawful, provided it was not in exchange for or tied in any way to referrals. You'd likely want to consult with your broker and or seek counsel to confirm your activities are appropriately authorized and fully compliant with RESPA. So really, as we said earlier, gray area of law. So consulting with an attorney, checking with your broker before taking any action is always going to be the most prudent approach. Well, and it's also very, very fact specific. Something 
may be allowed in one circumstance that's not allowed in another circumstance, depending on who it is and what exactly they're doing. So there are very few blanket things that are prohibited. A lot of it has to do with how it's handled, where it's handled. Absolutely. What the services are and things like that. The, the only absolute prohibition would be no unearned fees, no unearned kickbacks. Kickbacks are generally a bad thing. So, so Kate, let's talk about a couple of different ways that you can limit your risk. So first of all, you want to make sure that you as a broker and your agents understand RESPA. It's a complicated area, but the more you know, the easier it is to be in compliance. The second thing is you want to review your company policies. If you do not have any, you want to create them and enforce them in your brokerage. Third, you want to have any co-marketing or marketing service agreements reviewed by an attorney who is very familiar with RESPA because what was seen as allowable has recently started to come under attack by the CFPB. And finally, if you have any questions or doubts about whether your activities you engage in violate RESPA, make sure you check with an attorney. That's what we're here for. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on Virginia Realtors' website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and the laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.